to Ladies Talking Leaves. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And it's a new season, so we're going to start off the show today by doing, giving you a quick intro to Ladies Talking Leaves, who we are, how we came to loving the leaves, and how we got to be best friends and hockey buddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so seeing as it's a new season, we may have new listeners who aren't really familiar with our backstory. Um, so we just wanted to give you a little bit of an idea of, of how Ladies Talking Leafs came to pass. So myself, um, I started watching hockey as, as a wee one uh, with my dad, mostly Hockey Night in Canada. At that time, it was just on Wednesdays and Saturdays, and I became a huge fan, and it was something special that I shared with my father. Um and then uh, Christine and I started working together. We've been really good friends for about 30 years. We started working for the same company and we bonded over the team, started going to games together. Mm-hmm. And then we just talked hockey all the time. It was just natural. And um, Christine is like a massive fan. Um, so yeah, it, it just was something that was very organic. And then Around 2019, uh, we were sort of in between things. And I said to Chris, you know, I was always encouraging her in particular to follow her passion and to, you know, channel her passion for the leaves into something. And I said, why don't we start a podcast? And at first she was a little bit unsure about the idea, but um, we decided to give it a go. And the ladies talking leaves was born. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's been really, really fun. And it does help the fact that we're, I guess, when we started to get to know each other and that it helped that it was during the early 90s when uh, it was the Doug Gilmore show, Mm -hmm. basically back then. And uh, that, uh, that really, that was one hell of a ride, let's just say. But yeah, and I got into hockey basically through my uncle. Uh, my uncle John, who was an avid Leaf fan, and I used to go over to his place. He just lived across the street uh, from me, and um, yeah, and we used to watch hockey Wednesdays and Saturday nights, like you said. So that was where the nights eight o'clock start, and we actually have an eight o'clock start in uh, the end of October. Apparently, the Halloween game versus LA. It's going. To yeah, be I noticed o'clock. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is odd, but um, but yeah, but then my mom actually remembered or reminded me a couple of days ago. It was funny. She's like, "Don't you remember your dad used to like Montreal?" I'm like, "Don't <gasps> remind me." I know. Yes, he did. He wasn't. My dad was not an avid hockey fan like me. I mean, he'd talk hockey or whatever. He'd ask me things about the Leafs and that. But uh, but yeah, but my uncle was the one who was the true Leaf fan. And, um, and he used to get tickets from the car dealership guy. And uh, it's where I got my first, my first game. I don't know what team it was. I don't remember. But it was uh, $7.50. I'll never forget the price tag on that ticket at Maple Leaf Gardens. But yeah, no, it's um, once me and Syl got into the, uh, got together through work and, and from then on, it's just, it's just been one hell of a ride. And then she, like she said, she, she gave us, uh, she came up with the idea of this podcast really. And, and yeah, and Ladies Talking Lease was born. So yeah, it's exciting. We're enjoying every minute of it. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Five seasons in and uh, we couldn't be more excited to talk about the this season coming up. So that's a little bit about us. And if you want to share how you became a Leaf fan and how you found out about our show, you can DM us on our social media. And our handle there is at, is at LTL1917. Or you can email us also at ladiestalkinleafs at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. 
Subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, if you want to get in on the comments. Uh, our handle there also is at LTL1917, and you won't miss out on any videos that we post there from games that we attend live. And for sure, you want to subscribe to all our social media with the big announcement that we have coming up later in the show. So before we get into the show, we're excited to announce a new partnership with Bet Online. You can find all the latest NHL game day bets as well as props and futures. Currently, Bet Online has the Leafs at plus 950 to win the Stanley Cup. Yes, football is back and so is hockey. And Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info and all the up-to-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL, college football, and NHL all at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoffs, the Super Bowl, and the Stanley Cup playoffs, BetOnline gives you access to the best promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. So remember to use our promo code uh, BELIEVE to receive 50% uh, welcome bonus on your first deposit. So BetOnline where the game starts. Please remember to gamble respons responsibly. If you or someone you know needs support or advice, reach out to Connects Ontario or an organization near you. Place your limits and stay within it. And now it's time to get into our show, and we're happy to have back the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then we're going to run the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel. And for our third period segment, we're going to talk about some Leaf milestone moments that are coming up for the season and give our thoughts on the league's decision to ban the use of pride tape. And finally, don't forget, we will have our big news to share with you closer to the end of the show. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. All right, the good, the bad, the ugly, back for another fifth season. <laughs> or actually, I think it's the fourth season because I don't think we had it in the first in the first season. But anyways, my good for the past couple of games because we're recording this on Sunday is John Klingberg. So I don't know, but I'm just loving the fact that we don't have that drop pass in, on the power play anymore. We don't seem to very, very rarely have I seen that drop <laughs> back mm -hmm. to uh, to enter the the ozone and they mentioned it too like in the in the post game um media scrums that you know they were asking them you know what's the difference with the power play and they yeah. talked about Guy Boucher telling them to stay aggressive and to not slow things down which i think that's kind of what they're referring to there you know not yeah. not circling back and re you know yeah. recalibrating yeah. and and it's just the I guess like he's played in the first couple of games, he's played over 20 minutes in both games and he's a big, he's a big guy. He's six foot two. He's only, he's actually only 185 pounds, uh, but to me, he yeah, looks bigger than that. He's tall and lanky though. Like he's I guess just he's lanky. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But just the way he, I guess he, he, there's the, he obviously knows how to run a power play <laughs> and we yeah. talked about this before and, uh, and yeah. And he actually has no shots on goal though. That's interesting through the two games. But, That's because um, he keeps dishing to Willie for yeah. the one time. Yeah. I think we're yeah. going to see that combo does, a lot. He does have the, uh, the three assists in, in the two games, but, um, but yeah. Um, the only thing I'm, I'm a little bit worried about is the pairing with Jake McCabe. I don't know if it's going to hopefully, I guess McCabe is a younger 
younger defenseman too. So he, he's, uh, he's, I'm thinking he is going to improve as the season goes on and you get used to the partners. It's only, it's only two games, obviously, right? So you got to give it some time to, to get that chemistry uh, with Klingberg. Cause there's really the way the pairings are set right now, there's really no other no. <laughs> way to do it. I don't think, but yeah, no, you can definitely know it's a difference on the power play. And he's been pretty good defensively too. He's been using his body and, and, I guess taking um taking away the chances and and getting I guess pushing the guys to the outside uh and and as long as Sammy stays in his goal crease there and stops swimming a little bit that'll be uh it, it's uh it's been good. So yeah. So he's my good John Klingberg. Yes, I just the thing that impresses me is his skating. Like he's he's so smooth yeah. and yeah. his the basically the way he his lateral movement along the blue line is really where he's just so good. You know, yeah. he basically patrols that blue line on the power play and he, he's so mobile, uh, you know, end to end or side to it's side great. that. Yeah. It's, it's great too, to have that, um, the one, two combination now with Riley being on the second mm-hmm. power play who obviously can walk the line as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just doesn't have that, the shot, like, Klingberg does have a booming shot, even though he has no shots in the past two yeah, games. Yeah, we haven't really we, seen it yet. But I mean, no. I think because everyone knows he's a threat for that, yeah, uh, that makes a huge difference, right? Yeah. Okay. So like for me, my good was, um, I don't know, it was really difficult to come up with just one thing because, you know, <laughs> this this start has been pretty decent. I think we could all agree. Um, but my thing that I was most impressed with was I'm going to go back to the first game against Montreal and that is finding a way to win. That game kind of started to get away, away from us pretty darn quickly. And, you know, playing a lesser opponent last year, we were harping on that all the time. And I mean, obviously I know it's very, very early in the season. So we're going to have to see how uh, we perform against the, the lesser lights, but that really was a game on Wednesday that last year we would have found all kinds of ways to lose that game. And the fact yeah. that we managed to come back and pull it out, you know, by, incredible heroics even. Um, and also like it was incredible when they pulled the goalie really early on twice and we are so lethal on that six on five. It was very exciting and, and we won, which, you know, like I said, I think that is like a, a sign of good things to come when we start the season, you know, kind of behind the eight ball, you know, in that game, and we managed to pull out a win. Not pretty, yeah. but um, but yeah. So I yeah, think that's sure. that's a good sign. Yeah, and I mean, the last few seasons we haven't started off well, right? So no, this season it's been uh, it's been different that way. And I mean, obviously we have a our core five players. Let's say have been have been chipping in, and it's just the it's. I am still a little bit worried with the bottom six, but um, with the but again, it's two games and they'll find the chemistry. Keith has to uh, has to find that combination, the right combination for the bottom six. But I going back to your comment about that six on five, like that was a a pretty big move by Keith to actually think of doing that. So 
like so early, I guess. I think it was like just over four minutes left in the uh in the third to to get and then for Matthews to get that uh, obviously to get them one closer and then and then score the hat trick goal to uh to tie it up for us to go into overtime. So with the Habs, that's the Habs game. And uh but yeah, no, it's definitely and these even if it's early, it's it's just great it's experience. They're gonna build on it. Basically, because they have they have a big road trip coming up, so yeah, that's going to be uh, it's it's going to be a fun one. Let's just say in the next uh, couple of weeks. But let's move on to the bad now. Um, the bad. So we're actually it's not going to be to do with the team because again, it's early, so we like to give the guys a break a bit. So we're going to actually say it's the reaction, the fan reaction to the new goal song. Oh my god. Like who I was just saying I was saying to Sill last night at the game. Who cares what the song is? Like mm-hmm. I don't. Right? For all like I don't know. Sill knows a little bit more about the music thing and now apparently it's this dupe dupe song that we had last night. Nobody likes that either today from what I heard, but um but yeah. I don't know what these people want. Like it's like to me it's like just go back to Hollow Notes then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say that it seems like they're really digging deep to find something obscure and really meaningful. So like the first song was the pursuit of happiness. Um, And uh, I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even remember who the artist is. Oh, Kim Cudi, I I guess. Kim Cuddy, Kim Cuddy, Kid Cuddy. Yeah. 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 So rapper. Um, I thought it had like good energy. Um, But I will say that when I did look at the lyrics and stuff, even though the part that they played, you know, for the goal song didn't have, you know, the lyrics really not that much. Um, yeah. You know, the lyrics were kind of questionable. There's kind of a lot of F-bombs in there. Uh, it's a family event, really, a hockey game. A lot of young kids go to these things. So whether it's like 100% appropriate, I don't really know. But for the most part, that's that but- wasn't even the reason people didn't like it. It was just like, I think, unfamiliar to some people. You know, people will say the boomers didn't like it or whatever. <laughs> but um, uh, anyway, so but like you said, like I just want something that's got got energy in the building. Yeah. And even the the song they played yesterday, uh, "Dupe Dupe," it's called. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't remember the. I'm just gonna look up the yeah. the artist I, again. I, um, I just don't. I I don't understand like. This has been going on for just too long now. And now it's... Oh, yeah. So it's like by Mickey Krauss. And it's actually... Uh, he's a German artist. Oh, yeah. Um, and I thought it was good. I didn't mind remember it. That, remember that... Who was it? It's not Mighty Mouse. Was it Mighty Mouse? Well, who was that DJ? Remember he made a song for... Oh, yeah. For why don't they use that one? Yeah. Why don't they use that? Was it Mighty Mouse? Dead Mouse. Or it's what? Dead Mouse. Or Dead Mouse. Yeah. yeah and he's use... Canadian, too. So... Yeah. And a Leaf fan. So that... Yeah. Why couldn't... He, they They could even commission him to do a song that has all yeah. the elements that they're looking for. Um, but the other thing is, is I think it wasn't really... They didn't really make it clear to like how they're doing this, you know, like because they're yeah. they're going to have like one one regular song and then they're going to have some different songs for a different theme night. So like the song we heard last night, like they're unveiling them all, I guess, over this first week. Um, the, yeah. the song that we heard last night was supposed to be for the 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 next gen game. 
And then there's going to be um, an original six matchup game, which I'm assuming we're going to hear on Monday because we're playing Chicago Blackhawks. And then there's supposed to be a throwback Thursday song. So I guess the whole idea is so that there's like a little bit of something for everyone. Yeah. Um, and my guess is that, uh, you know, by the end of the year, they'll probably pull people and then they'll pick the one that's most popular um, going yeah. forward potentially. But Anyway, who knew there would be such a backlash considering there was such a backlash over continuing with Hall and Oates. So, um, but I, I have to say, uh, they did go 180 degrees away from Hall and Oates with the, yeah. the first one, Pursuit of Happiness, trying, for sure. They're trying <laughs> so, very hard. <laughs> yeah. They're trying very hard to, to, yeah. to get something that will please everybody. So yeah. we're, we're willing to give them a, a bit of a, a break. Well, I don't know. It and out. it's too, it's different too. Like, um, whether when you're in the, the arena, uh, versus how it, re how it yeah. translates over the airwaves too. So that's something that I guess they got to consider because maybe it doesn't sound as great, you know, for the home audience. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> Go with JLo. Let's get loud. That's the one that I had last year. <laughs> well, you know, like I'm, I'm, you know, it's not one of my favorites, but I can see people getting into it. So yeah, as long as it has a, a beat, it's got to have a beat. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Anyways. Okay. No ugly moments. No. Um, so not so I'm far, sure. not so far. So that's good, but we definitely have a few highlight reel moments. So just a few. Yeah. Just a few. So let's roll the ladies talking leaves highlight reel. Okay, so coming in at number three, we have William Nylander. In the first couple games, Willie was definitely showing he deserves to get paid, unfortunately. <laughs> so they should just get, uh, get it over and done with before it gets too out of hand. Anyway, so the first of two goals that he had versus the Minnesota Wild, um, that was a beauty at the end of the first period. He took the pass from Tavares and then went to his backhand. He saw there was, was no room there. So to cut in front and then he went to his forehand around the goalie, put it in and then did a little bit of a somersault after to just make it look even more spectacular. And uh, anyway, so that was probably a, a goal of the year potential candidate um, as well. Uh, yeah. And he was just on a mission. I don't know if it's bugging him that Austin's doing so great. So he's like getting yeah. really pissed off when he doesn't, doesn't put it in like on breakaways and stuff. Cause he like broke his stick and everything. He's a little bit pissed off at himself, but yeah, he he's been yeah, playing he amazing. He's full value. Yeah. He had lots of chances. And I mean, I'm wondering if the experiment, I mean, they didn't even, they haven't done it yet at all with him at center. Mm -hmm. Um, during the first two games anyway. So, but I'm thinking because the bottom six is still like not contributing that much, let's just say right now um, that they might change things up with him. But, um, but the goal he had to, I was debating which one to choose, but that one was, I know it was tough cutting. Yeah. Cause there was the one goal where he, he actually had a slap shot. You never had a slap shot where he went down on one knee and, and, uh, and, yeah, and he just he just slapped it right in right past uh, Jake Allen versus the Habs. That was like a really good uh, that was yeah. a really good goal. I just like the the old style flap, slap shot um, goal. So yeah, so he and his second one last night was beauty. Also, 
Yeah. Is that the one? I think I was, I went down to the concession stand, I think. To go I think that was, it was a wrister, but I really liked how he, I mean, it wasn't really a celly. He just yeah. basically scored and then put his stick up in the air and, and he, it looked, looked cool. I it liked it. Really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on to number two. Austin Matthews. Okay, so we've grouped this. Well, I won't give it away. Sorry. Hat trick number two versus the Wild. That's what we picked for number two. Um, picking his third goal from from the game last night on Saturday night, which was the wraparound goal, which was another beautiful goal. Uh, the Wild, the Minnesota Wild player Jake Middleton was just all over Austin Matthews. I was just I was watching the replay a few times, and I'm like, how the hell did he hold off the guy? The guy's like right all over him, and he held him off and managed to bull his way around from behind the net to complete the hat trick, and and that was just. That was just amazing. He's the first player to record a hat trick in back-to-back games as for a Maple Leaf player uh, since Wendell did it. My mm-hmm. my Wendell. <laughs> since Wendell did it back on February 24th and March the 4th of 1994 is when Wendell did that. So, yeah, yeah. That, it was quite the quite the night last night, let's say, when he scored that second hat trick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, it was... Crazy yeah. and yeah. incredible. Building, yeah, the building yeah. was rocking. Definitely, uh, it was a little had more energy. I think last night on this first Saturday yes, night. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I, I what I think I said last night that his parents need to move here because they've they've been <laughs> yeah. in the building for both of these games. The whole family actually, so they are not allowed to go home. They have to stay here because obviously the home cooking from his mom is is definitely doing something. Okay, so obviously in our number one spot, we have Austin Matthews again for hat trick number one versus the Habs. Opening night is what made this one extra special uh, to take top spot in our highlight reel. So this one was a tough choice, but we're going to go with his first goal of the hat trick, which was his milestone goal uh, number 300 on his career. So, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, that's that's basically, I mean... To me, it's he has a lot of milestones. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in the in the third period segment. But um, but yeah, I mean that was it was opening night to get a hat trick on opening night. There's nothing better than that. And um, wonder what they did with all those hats. That uh, well, two from what I heard is that (laughs) it used to be that they would collect them and people would be able to get their hats back after. But apparently, they don't do that anymore. So um, I think that's why you're seeing less hats getting thrown on the ice than there used to be because hats are not too cheap anymore. And um, yeah, and you can't necessarily get them back. So I don't know if they donate them to anyone or, you know, what they do with them, but yeah, they, they yeah. basically don't, don't give them back anymore. So I think yeah. it was, uh, I think it was Pasternak. I think that he actually, he chose what for all the hat tricks he had. I don't know what year, I forgot if it was last year. I think it was two years, two seasons ago. But all the hat, he had so many hat tricks, but he, he picked one from every game to keep. That's actually <laughs> a cool memento. Yeah. To keep mm-hmm. sort of thing from, from, uh, from the fans. So I thought that was kind of cool. But yeah. So we do want to give some love though to, uh, our other two core forwards. Um, 
Marner and Tavares, obviously, uh, who have both been contributing on the score sheet um, as they've been instrumental in getting the puck to Matthews and Nylander. So, yeah, the, Marner looks a little bit pissed off through the first couple of games, too. Like you're saying, yeah. Billy looks kind of pissed off, but so is Marner. So, uh, so I don't know. Maybe it's because he's, uh, I mean, he said the ice was crap on the first night. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. But he scored the winner in the shootout. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's uh that's good. But he seems um yeah, he just seems to be a little That's bit... okay. He usually gets rolling around January and then he starts yeah, loading yeah. up. So yeah. well he already has three assists, so he's yeah. setting up, right? Mm-hmm. He's setting up uh Matthews that uh that duo there is is doing just fine. Yeah. So that's that's one milestone completed for the season so far. And there are a few others that Matthews and his teammates can reach this season. So for that and other topics, it's time to now get into our third period segment. Yeah, so it's going to be a fun season with all these milestone moments. Um, Probably I didn't realize that there was so many, but most likely, definitely, the biggest one that we know of is John Tavares. Uh, he's going to be reaching a thousand points after the game versus the Wild. He is twenty one, uh, twenty one points away from a thousand points. So, so yeah, he's so going to get. He's got to get that pretty soon. Yeah, I was thinking. I don't know. I was thinking actually, it might take him because he's a point of game player. Mm-hmm. But I was like looking through the schedule, and I actually picked. Um, I'm thinking he might get in in December, like December. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It should be the first half of the season for sure. Yeah. Yeah. January at the latest. I was thinking December 12th in New York or versus the Columbus Blue Jackets on the 14th. That's Mm. games 26 and 27. I went through the schedule, did my homework this time. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. And then Mitch Marner also has a few milestones that he could reach uh, 200 goals, 400 assists and 600 points. So um, Marner, he'll need 32 goals, 11 assists, which includes the three assists he already has from the, the first two games. So he's definitely getting to 400 assists. I mean, no problem there. He only needs. That's incredible. 11. I know. And wow. he's now 43 points away from 600. So he's definitely going to get to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like that part of it. And the 32 goals, he might get the, uh, get past 30 well he he's gonna get 100 points we know that right he was one mm-hmm. point away last year and he's gonna that's a mission for him for sure i'm i'm sure of it that he has that in his mind um that he wants to he doesn't want to leave it to the last few games of the season to hit that 100 mark <laughs> no yeah all right so moving on to austin matthews so obviously he's reached the 300 goal milestone um he needs to play another 17 games to hit game 500 it's hard to believe that he's we're already there yeah. and he needs only th- three game winning goals to move to third place behind only matt sundin and dave keon for this this uh team stat and one last milestone that will be reached is going to come from the current longest serving leaf and that's morgan riley uh, who is now only six assists away from reaching 350 for his career and passing tim horton to move into the top eight on, on the Leafs' all-time leaders for assists. Yeah. So, um, yeah, these team stats are, I mean, when you have names like Keon, Tim Horton, yep. we'll say Matt Sundin. <laughs> like, that's, uh, I mean, Sundin is the is the franchise leader for, uh, for the points. So, um, yeah, you can't... You, you, 
like to be in that company, it's, it's something special. So, um, mm-hmm. and Matthew's the 500th game. I, uh, I looked it up there. It's going to be versus Pittsburgh on November 25th. That's, That's kind of fitting in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, versus Sid. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, that would be good. And, uh, yeah. And Morgan Riley, I mean, there's also other stats that, um, I guess for, for defenseman as as a leaf defenseman being the one he's he's going to rewrite a lot of uh the record books for for leaf defenseman uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah so um yeah now actually we're going to move on with with Morgan Riley um he's actually been pretty vocal on his position when it comes to the NHL's decision to ban the use of the uh pride tape um and so we're going to talk a little bit about this now this decision um Riley actually said the league's decision is unfortunate, but as players, we're going to continue to offer support and be allies. So um, in June, the league also made the decision not to have any themed jerseys. Uh, so the jerseys like for Hockey Fights Cancer, uh, the Pride Night, um, the Indigenous um, themed jerseys. So we're going to have none of that. Um and and basically, this all came from a handful of players who opted out to uh, of wearing the pride themed jerseys last season. So yeah, I don't, I, I think it's like Riley said, it's unfortunate because it's it's really something it's important for all those communities, not just the pride or for the LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. communities, but um, it's it's something for them to have a sense of belonging to the game and. Like, um, I guess the uh, there was a statement from a the You Can Play um, organization, and they said if hockey is for everyone, this is not the way forward to do no. this banning of uh, of pride tape. And I don't know. No. I just think it's because the these these few Russian players and the Stahl brothers, basically. That's I mean, it's that's a, the hand. And James Reimer was the other one. Oh, and James Reimer. Okay, mm-hmm. had one. So it's like almost less than. I don't know, 20 players maybe, right? Because mm-hmm. if, like with the few Russian players, we don't know um, exactly number, but I just think it's ridiculous to just because of those few players to me, then they just don't play that game. That's all. Yeah. So that's the thing, like the the hard work that has been made for decades, um, yeah. you know, promoting equality and the league has been so behind that. Um, it's it's beyond unfortunate. Unfortunate is doesn't even cut it as a yeah. word, I don't think. But yeah. the thing is, is with the pride tape part, it's like I, I kind of understand if they don't want to do the jerseys, fine. The Leafs actually never wore wore jerseys. They they created jerseys and they did them as an auction thing, but they never wore them on the ice. So that's the thing. The team and the players have always taken it upon themselves to be allies in the community. Um, and so they've, they, you know, there's always been players that have worn the pride tape and it's not in the rule book anywhere. It says that in the rule book that they can wear, use any color tape that they want. So there's no restriction on that. So the fact that they're coming out and now banning something that has always been, um, you know, a decision that the players can make, um, that was never the, the pride tape is never a, a league mandated, um, initiative is always yeah. player led. So there's really nothing to to for them to fall back on with regards to that. So um I actually have 
we've all heard, I think by now that there's a lot of players that are going to continue to use it regardless. And Brian Burke has stepped forward. He's been always a huge advocate for um, the LGBTQ2S rights and um, visibility and acceptance. And he's said that for every player that gets fined, if they do get fined, um, they're going to pay their fines. So uh, the fact that he's backing it, I think that's actually huge. I think there's going to be a huge backlash. So I, I think personally that the leaf, the league is going to backtrack off of this um, because they actually don't have, there's nothing collectively bargained with regards to this. Like I said, it's not in the rules that it's, it's not allowed. And um, I think the players should be allowed to support and advocate for any groups that they so choose. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I guess, like you said, it's, it's, it's just, I guess with Brian Burke coming out and, Mm -hmm. and supporting and, and showing it, like he said that um, it's, it's not, the league's not promoting inclusion or progress by this decision. So um, you're not making fans feel welcome to to go to a game and yeah like you said i i hope they do reverse the decision i don't know if they will bill daly was uh, on the show last on a show last week and he seemed pretty adamant then that it's just going to stay the way it is and um yeah. well personally i i don't think that it actually has anything to do with um with the players um you know with some of with the small number of players that don't want to participate I yeah. I actually think it has everything to do, and I don't think anyone's talking about this, but the politics mm-hmm. in the states is so volatile right now, mm-hmm. with, and so partisan, and so left and right. Uh, I actually think that there's got to have something to do with money and advertising, because otherwise, why do this? Why make this yeah. a sticking point right now? The only reason I think that could, that it could be is because of either advertisers or some of the the ownership of some of the teams. I don't know who it is, but somebody with big bucks is yeah. threatening to pull that money out is the only well, thing I that hope, I can see. I just hope these communities know like the like, I mean, the Leafs are always at the like the pride parade mm-hmm. and 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 get and showing involvement in that. And they're going to do other things, they say, uh, throughout the season to to support these community groups. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and just know and just to let them know that they're not just with the Leafs, but other other teams as well. Majority of the NHL teams, I think, are going to are going to do their the rest to make the the fans and these communities feel welcome to to enjoy a game. Would well, be nice I, if you, they lowered the prices. Yeah, really. <laughs> On those nights, yeah, for those <laughs> why not for those for those groups, right? 100%. So, uh, I I just hope that like one of the things that could be a huge loss is like in the last few years um you know, they've had artists uh being, you know, um amplified for their creations like last year's indigenous um, jersey. Yeah. They didn't wear it at all during the games, but yeah. it was just auctioned and it was created and auctioned off. And it was so beautiful it and was, you couldn't yeah. buy it. And it was such an exclusive piece that I, I wanted one so badly, but yeah. fortunately way out of my price range. But I was like, 
I was this close to, to just getting to getting one because yeah. they were so beautiful. So that's the other part of part, other part of it is that, you know, these artists that, you know, belong to these groups, belong to these communities, they're also potentially, you know, not getting amplified the way they could be. Right. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's sad and it's unfortunate, like we've said many times. Yeah. And I just, I just hope that they walk this back and realize that this is a huge mistake. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So before we make our big, we're going to be making our big announcement uh, in a, in a couple of minutes. Um, but before that, we're just going to be run through the upcoming couple of weeks of the, of the leaf schedule uh, coming up. So they are playing Connor Bedard uh, tomorrow night on the a Monday night uh, versus the Hawks. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, before heading out on the longest road trip of the season from October 19th to the 28th. So on Thursday and Saturday, they're going to be uh, playing both playoff opponents from last season, the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. On Saturday night, they'll be playing the Lightning. And then before moving on to, it's very odd, actually, they're moving on to play Ovi and the Caps uh, after that. And then, uh, so that's on the 24th of October. And then from there, the Leafs are going to go to Dallas on Thursday, the 26th, and then Nashville on the Saturday, the 28th. Those are two really good, good spots for road trips. Um, yeah. On the 28th of October, they're going to be in, in Nashville. And then they're going to come back and they're going to play um, uh, one game to close out uh, October uh, against the LA Kings. And that will be on Halloween night. So probably some good costumes uh, at the <laughs> Scotiabank Arena that night. That's always fun. Yeah, I didn't I didn't look. I, it's been a while since we've had a game on Halloween night. So Hmm. at the uh like right on that day yes like yeah right on that day mm -hmm. so um yeah that'll be fun there's always some sort of i know that i guess i i remember a lot of people show like from the garden some weird type of uh from back in the day different uh costumes that people wore on halloween night um but yeah so that that should be fun but um yeah the two games obviously this week coming up the lightning and the panthers those are those are going to be pretty uh, pretty big games. I mean, the Panthers, I think they don't, because of their run from last year, most of their players are injured. <laughs> and, injured or uh, gone, yeah. Or gone, yeah, mm -hmm. one or the other, because I noticed that uh, Radko Gudis there, uh, he's in Anaheim now. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, and then the Lightning. He won't be screaming into anyone's face this year. No, no. And the <laughs> Lightning... Yeah, the Lightning are, um, I just heard today, like uh, Stamkos is out day-to-day -day with a uh, lower body injury already. And um, yeah, so those are the, the two highlights of the, uh, for this week anyways. And um, Dallas and Nashville, like you were saying, those are going to be, uh, Nashville's been playing pretty well, uh, or I guess early in the season mm -hmm. too. So um, yeah, we'll see what, uh, and Gl Dallas is Klingberg's old team, right? So we'll see what. Uh, yeah. And I think they're, they're a team to watch this year too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then of course the, uh, the game versus the Capitals, Ovi going after the, uh, the record, we'll see. We'll see how many goals. Hopefully, we won't get any goals on that night. Obviously, versus mm -hmm. the Leafs. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, know. It's um, like I'm not sure who will be in net for us because Samsonov. He's he's yeah, last year he, no. early on. Remember he we played them there too, and that was the night that he kind of really sort of broke down. 
it was not a good night for him. He was so nervous. So um, anyways, hopefully he can exercise those demons. Yeah, and Joseph Wall, he's he's actually playing versus the Hawks. They announced. Yeah, I figured they would today, get so. him in for a game. So it'll he be to get it in the Connor Bedard show. So yeah, he's doing his Canadian. Well, he was in Montreal. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's kind of doing like the Eastern uh, <laughs> Eastern tour. Eastern. Tour I think that the they can Bedard stop. Show. You know, they can kind of tone down the every every little move he makes thing. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a little bit ridiculous. It's getting a little bit much. Yeah. But I am still excited to to watch him live. So yeah, that will be good. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So finally, it's time for our big announcement. Hopefully all of our listeners waited for, I'm sure they mm-hmm. did, <laughs> uh, that we've been mentioning the last few shows. So On the Road with Chris and Syl is back and going to Stockholm. We're going to Stockholm, Sweden for the NHL Global Series. So, woohoo! Yes, yeah. yay! Yeah. Um, yes, we are very excited to be taking the show on the road and bringing back some exclusive content for our listeners and viewers on YouTube. Um, yeah, we're really, really beyond through the roof yeah. that we're we're going to be there. So, we're, we're trying to track down all of. Willie's haunts and <laughs> yeah. we're going to report on all of those things. And uh, yeah, this is actually a big trip for us and we're very, very excited that we're able to pull our pennies together to be able to do this. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, it's going to be, it's, it's our first trip overseas, obviously. And it's mm-hmm. the first game, regular season game for the Leafs uh, overseas. Uh, they've played previously, uh, I guess I think it was in Finland that they played um, preseason game, but not regular mm-hmm. season game. So, yeah, yeah. So I am a little worried about that. That you yeah. know, this is like right kind of in the middle of this, not really in the middle of the season, but in the middle of the first half, and you know, that's like a huge time difference. And to yeah. it hasn't always boded well for teams that have made these trips. So. um I'm a little worried about that aspect of it, um, but um, we have the best uh, we have the best medical staff, though, right? So they'll have that's us true, all and I, I know that the... they're going to be, you know, they're going to get their sleep all dialed in. They're going to yeah. have all of the everything set for them, so that they they've got their melatonin and whatever else they need to make sure that they're getting good rest and, um, and they, switching and over have from the, the jet lag. Yeah, and they have the Swedes there, right? Willie leading the way to to guide them through all these. The, yeah, because of course uh, they always have to do the the switchover when they come back, right? So, but right. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but anyway, that's our that's our surprise. Yeah, and we're we're very excited, and um, we hope yeah. that you will follow along with us um, in November yeah. when we report on all of the goings on in Sweden. So yes, be sure to subscribe and hit that follow button on social media so you don't miss any of it. Uh, YouTube X, formerly Twitter. I hate that X. I don't know. <laughs> but Instagram, Facebook, and Threads. Our handle is at LTL1917. And yeah, don't miss any of our road trip reports from Sweden. It's going to be fun. And a reminder also to leave us a rating or review and let us know what you think of the show. 
It's so easy on Apple and Spotify, uh, and it's important for our show to get more exposure as a source for Leafs content. And as always, we thank you for taking the time. And another way to help us out is by visiting our Kofi page at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can support us by buying us a coffee. Any donation goes towards uh, helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. So you can find the link for our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. And we, as always, we want to say thank you to our healthcare workers and first responders for everything that they do. And we thank you, as always, for listening and watching Ladies Talking Leafs, presented by Bet Online. So until next time, go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go. Go Leafs, go.